You're listening to the Odyssey Out Loud. I'm Anna Katerina. Episode 20, Ares and Aphrodite. All nine referees stood up. Chosen by the people, they neatly managed each assembly. They leveled a place for dancing and cleared space for a fine arena. The herald came up, carrying the dulcet lyre for Demodocus, and the bard went into the middle. Young men in the prime of youth stood around him, experienced dancers, and they struck the divine dancing place with their feet. Odysseus watched their flashing feet with astonishment. Then, striking the lyre, Demodocus began to sing beautifully. He told the love story of Ares and fair-crowned Aphrodite. How they secretly lay together for the first time in Hephaestus' house, and Ares... Well, he really gave it his all, and defiled Lord Hephaestus' bed and sheets. A messenger... Helios went to Hephaestus right away. He'd seen them making love, and so Hephaestus heard the heartbreaking story. And he made his way to his forge, plotting dark things. He set the great anvil on the anvil block, and forged unbreakable restraints, impossible to undo, so they'd stay in place without fail. Once he'd made the trap, he made his way to the room where his dear bed lay, furious with Ares. He spread the restraints around the bedposts surrounding it and had many pour down from the ceiling, delicate as spider webs. No one could see them. Not even the blessed gods. They were made with remarkable cunning. Once he'd spread the trap all around the bed, he made a show of going to the well-built citadel of Lemnos, which is far and away his favorite place of all. And Ares of the Golden Chariot Reigns didn't keep a blind watch. He saw Hephaestus, the world-famous craftsman, going away, and he made his way to his house, desperate for the love of fair-crowned Kitharea. She'd been with her very powerful father Cronion and had just come back and sat down. Ares went into the house, called her name, took her hand, and said, Come here, darling, let's go to bed. Let's lie down and enjoy ourselves. Hephaestus isn't here anymore. He's already gone to Lemnos to visit the savage-sounding Sintians. That's what he said. And she liked the idea of lying down. So the two got into bed and fell asleep. And the skillful restraints of ingenious Hephaestus poured down around them and there was no way for them to move or raise their limbs. And then they knew there'd be no escape. The world-famous, crooked-limbed lame one arrived close by. He turned back before he reached Lemnos. Helios kept watch for him and sent word. He made his way to his house, heartbroken. He stood in the doorway, and savage rage seized him. He shouted terribly, making himself heard by all the gods. Father Zeus and you other blessed everlasting gods, come here, so you can see laughable and unbearable things, like the way Aphrodite, the daughter of Zeus, keeps insulting me for being lame, but loves destructive Ares because he's beautiful as well as sure-footed, and I was born a cripple. But my parents are the only ones to blame for that, and I wish they hadn't brought me into the world. But you'll see for yourselves, those two, in love, climbed into my bed and fell asleep there, and that sight, it kills me. 
but I don't expect they'll lie like that for much longer, however much in love, and pretty soon they won't want to sleep, but that trap and those restraints will hold them down until her father gives me back in full the whole bride price. Exactly what I put in his hand for his dog-eyed bitch of a girl, because his daughter is beautiful, but she's got no self-control. That's what he said. And the gods gathered in front of the house with its bronze floor. Earthshaker Poseidon came, and Hermes the Helper, and Lord Apollo, who works from afar. The female goddesses stayed at home, out of modesty. The gods, those givers of good things, stood in the doorway. Uncontrollable laughter seized the blessed gods when they saw the work of ingenious Hephaestus. And, glancing at each other, they said things like this. Doing bad things doesn't pay off. Oh, in fact, the slow catches the swift. We have an example right here. Hephaestus, slow and lame, caught Ares by craft alone, even though he's the fastest of the gods that hold Olympus. And now Ares owes the fine for adultery. That's the way they talk to each other. Then Lord Apollo, the son of Zeus, said to Hermes, Messenger Hermes, son of Zeus, giver of good things, would you really want to lie in bed next to golden Aphrodite? all tied up tight with strong restraints. The messenger, Argefontes, answered him, Far shooting Lord Apollo, I wish. You could wrap me with three times as many endless straps and all you gods and goddesses could watch. I'd still want to sleep next to golden Aphrodite. That's what he said, and the blessed gods laughed. But Poseidon didn't laugh. He continued to beg Hephaestus, famous for his work, to free Ares, and he said to him, voicing winged words, Let him go. I give you my word that he'll pay, like you ask, everything that's due among the immortal gods. The world-famous, crooked-limbed, lame one said back to him, don't tell me to do this, Earthshaker Poseidon. A promise made on behalf of a good-for-nothing is good-for-nothing. How among the immortal gods would I hold you to your word if Ares ran off, dodging his debt and bond? Earthshaker Poseidon said back to him, If Aistos, if Ares runs off, escaping his debt and fleeing, I'll pay you the price myself. Then the world-famous crooked-limbed lame one said to him, it's not possible, and it isn't right to turn your offer down. So saying, Hephaestus willed himself to release the bonds. Once freed from the restraints, strong though they were, the two jumped up at once. And Ares left for Thrace, and smile-loving Aphrodite went to Cyprus, to Paphos, where her sacred precinct and sweet-smelling altar is. There the graces washed and anointed her with divine olive oil, the kind that's stored up for the everlasting gods. And they put lovely clothes around her, a real wonder to look at. That's what the far-famed singer sang. And Odysseus deeply enjoyed listening, and so did the others, the long-oared Phaeacus, men famous for their ships. You've been listening to The Odyssey Out Loud. I'm Anna Katerina. You can learn more and listen to new episodes at theodysseyoutloud.com. 
And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash odysseyoutloud. Thank you for listening.